Shalom, shalom. Shalom to all of the listeners out there. This is Fearless for Christ. I come to you with the peace of Jesus Christ. Uh, Please excuse my voice today Uh, and my breathing. I'm uh, recovering from severe allergies, had an an allergic attack. Um, It's just what happens when you live in certain parts of the U.S., especially the southern eastern parts of the U.S., um, there's a lot of pollen, but not enough bees, uh, to take care of the pollen. <laughs> so, you know, the moment you step outside, it's, you know, someone could say good luck to you. Um, because if you're someone who, who suffers from allergies, it, it is not, I guess this time of season in the spring and the Southern Eastern part of the U.S. is not conducive. (laughs) Um, It's not a conducive environment for people who suffer from allergies. So excuse me if I sound a little stuffed up today, but um, I thank God um, that I'm here. Uh, You know, the first thing I always do is is go for prayer whenever uh, there's something that's not right or you know, when, when I'm feeling less than stellar, you know, prayer is always good. Prayer should be the first and the last thing that we do. First and last, always. Uh, we should see God's face in prayer. Um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to um, do a, po- a podcast today, but, you know, the work of God stops for no one. It, it moves on. Uh, the question is... Um, are you willing uh, and able for God to be able to use you? Uh, so before we get started, I wanted to start us off with a prayer. Father God, who art in heaven, I come humbly and boldly before your throne. And I ask that You open the ears, you open the mouths, you open the minds and the spirits to anyone who is listening. Open their hearts, O Lord, so that when they hear my voice, it is not I, but but it is the voice of Jesus Christ that they hear. So that if they would see my face, it is not my face that they would see, but they would would see the, the face of Jesus Christ. And so that when they feel a presence, it is not my presence, but the presence of the Holy Spirit that is with them, O Lord. My Father and my God, cover all of the listeners out there. Cover them as they are at work. Cover them in their comings in and their goings out. Father God, send your Holy Spirit to surround them, to take over their environment. Lord God, send the angels of divine protection to take charge over their lives and to make the dark path light where they are not able to see. Father God, have mercy on the world. Have mercy on the nations. Have mercy on the listeners. We cry for your mercy, O Lord. 
We know that your mercy endureth forever and ever. Have mercy on us, O Lord. We thank you that in the midst of this fellowship that your presence is here with us right here and now as we come together to seek your face. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, the topic today, and it really should be the topic of every day, is the call. What is your calling? When we talk about, or when we ask the question to a believer, who, who has sent you? The obvious answer should be that the Holy Spirit has sent that believer, right? At least it should be. When we're talking about being called to do God's work, it is not something that we should take lightly. It's something that we should take very serious. When someone says, I am called to do the work of Christ, what you are undertaking is the deliverance ministry because the ministry of Jesus Christ was the, de was the deliverance ministry. It is the deliverance ministry, right? It's about setting the captives free, healing the sick, uh, charity to the poor, raising the dead from their slumber, but most importantly, being sent to do the work of Jesus Christ, being called to do the work of Jesus Christ is about doing God's business, not your business, not the world's business, but God's business. And as we seek to do God's business here and now, on this earth, it's important to keep in mind that in everything that you do, in everything that you seek to do, what you do must imitate Christ in every which way possible. What does that mean? The imitation of Christ is integral, it's important to following him. Which means that once you've decided to follow Christ, it means that he's called you. It means that Christ has enabled you to do what he called you to do. And that is the father's business, God's business. For example, if God is our creator, which he is, and we are the sculpture to be sculpted, you have to imagine yourself as a piece of sculpture that is open to receiving 
the call from God. So, in other words, when once you've received Jesus in your life, you have now become open to allowing God to sculpt you into the image of Christ. Amen? You're now allowing God to mold you into his masterpiece, which is us, the human being, the believer in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Now, if you turn to me, and I'll show you an example of what it means to be sculpted, what it means to be molded by God himself, turn with me to Jeremiah 18.6. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 16. Sorry, I'm at Jeremiah 18, verse 6. Jeremiah 18, verse 6. And it reads, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord? Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. It says it right here in Jeremiah 18.6. You, the believer, are like the clay in the potter's hand. The potter's hand represents the hands of God. And you, as the believer, represent the clay. So the question is, have you accepted to be molded and to be sculpted into the masterpiece that God has destined for you? Amen? So answering the call by its very nature is a stepping forward to responsibility. Yes, stepping into a calling is a huge responsibility. It's not something that you should take lightly. Responsibility essentially means obedience by another name. To be responsible means that you're also obedient. So now that we have heard the call and we acknowledge and assume our responsibility, we are then responsible to God and our calling is where we exercise that responsibility. Amen? I'm going to say that again. When we are responsible to God and our calling, because re remember, God has called us. And we've accepted that call to be molded and to be sculpted into his masterpiece. It is in this process of being sculpted into a masterpiece 
and the masterpiece being whatever God has called you to be. doesn't necessarily have to be being a preacher. Um, it could be the deliverance ministry. Maybe not. You know, it could be prophecy. It could be whatever it is, charity, ministering to others. There's so many different ways that we can accept that calling to step into our responsibility as the called. So many ways. So don't limit God. Don't limit God's calling upon your life. Don't limit him because he is a God that is limitless. He has no boundaries. He is infinite. I remember um, a, car a cartoon called Toy Story. And um, I don't know if you grew up watching this cartoon, but it was made by, by Disney, unfortunately, but true. <laughs> and in this cartoon, there was a, a character called Buzz. He was a robot. And one of the things I remember him always saying is to infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. When you think of God and his calling for your life, think about to infinity and beyond. So as we are responsible to God and our calling, this is where we exercise that responsibility. When you've accepted his calling for your life, you've accepted responsibility at the same time. And you've accepted the responsibility to be obedient to that call. Amen? And so when no one is watching you, when you don't have a platform or an audience of more than one person, <laughs> you're not alone. While you are in this time of learning more about God, if that's you, while you are in this, this, this season of being intimate in his word, which is something that you should always be doing, Know that God is watching you every step of the way. Every decision, every choice that you make. You're the actor and God is the audience of one. That's your audience, God. Not 500,000 people, not a million people. But God is your audience of one. So as you move forward to ask God what your calling is on your life, or as you move forward, if you've accepted the call of God on your life and you know what that is, know that your greatest audience is God. Your call is not, you know, a show. It's not some great performance. No. The whole goal of being called is to imitate Christ. 
to imitate the one who has delivered you. To imitate the one that has saved you from your spiritual imprisonment. Another thing we need to understand is that the call of Jesus is personal. And it's not purely individual. When, when Jesus summons his followers, it's not just at an individual level. It's not an individual calling only, but it's also a corporate calling. Meaning that you are not by yourself. When you have been called, know that you have been called primarily to be a part of the body of Christ. And I'll say it again, your call, the whole point of, of being called is to imitate the life of Christ, to imitate his ministry. That should be the whole point of calling. When you were saved, you were baptized, and you were submerged in water. When you went down into that water, something happened to you. You died with Christ. And when you rose out of that water, you were risen with Christ. You died with Christ and you rose with Christ. Amen? And in that process, if we go back to when Jesus was, was being baptized in the River Jordan, in that same process of being submerged in that water and rising again from that water, that represents the death and life of Jesus Christ. It's not just a symbol. When you died, all of those sins, your old man died along with it. So now when you when you rose from that water and now you're a new creation in Christ, something happens. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've repented of your sins and you've allowed Jesus Christ to come into your heart. You've also allowed and accepted his Holy Spirit to come and to abide in you, to live in you, to live through you. And it's at that same moment, it's at, it's at the baptism that you receive the, not only the power of the Holy Spirit, but you've also received the anointing. It's not just for some, it's not just for a few. The anointing is for every single believer who's repented of their sins, who was baptized, submerged in water, and who accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. At that very moment, just as Jesus was baptized and God opened the heavens and allowed the Holy Spirit to abide in Jesus Christ. That is the same process that we go through as believers.
once we receive the Holy Spirit in the process of baptism, we've also received the anointing. In other words, we've received the call, and it's not just for a few. It's for every single one of you who believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross and rose again on the third day. It's for every single one of you that believe. The question is, will you answer the call? Amen? So I'd like to uh, end with a poem. Uh, I wrote poetry for about 14 years. Um, I'd say starting from age 14 and on. And, um, you know, life happened and, you know, got married, had children and, you know. But one thing I would love to do is to get back into writing more poetry. So I would like to incorporate some of the the poems that I believe were inspired by God himself. Um, and I'd like to share one of those poems with you. The name of this poem is called Protection of Purpose. Why are you here? Where do you come from? Where are you going? Who are you? What can you do? Children of God, your purpose is your protection. Your purpose is your, your reason, your meaning, your living, and your glory. It is the choice that you made to ensure it. So protect it, dream it, envision it, see it, taste it, feel it, birth it. It's your purpose. When you began, God already established it. He created it. And all you have to do is chase it. Children of God, run. Don't walk. Capture what you came here for. The instructions that God gave you are simple. If you believe it, you can fulfill it. For faith is not the substance seen, but is the substance that is hoped for. The purpose that God has for you will prevail only if you allow his manual upon your life. Speak it to receive it and take it to create it. Because you are your destiny. You are your paycheck and it's time to clock in because your lunch break is over. Take your gifts and apply them because your purpose is your protection. Don't allow your funeral to be the resting place of your purpose because your God-given purpose is your protection. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Children of God, you are part of a name brand called God Incorporated. The warning label reads, don't rob the earth of your purpose. Amen? And amen. I hope that you all were blessed 
by that poem. It's called The Protection of Purpose. And as I said, I hope to include um, more poems uh, that I've written in years past and hope to create more poems inspired by God himself for the future. You know, I'm his muse. I have the pen. I'm writing. But I believe that when I do write, it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. I'm not writing for myself. I'm writing 